0: رضي الله عنه قال عن علي ابن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه قال كنت رجلا مذاء فاستحييت أن أسأل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم كان ابنته مني فأمرت المجداد ابن الأسود فسأله فقال يغسل ذكره ويتوضا وفي رواية للبخاري اقسل زكرك وتودى ومسلم تودى واندح في المزي وغيري This chapter is going to talk on المزي which is a prostatic fluid uh, The prostatic fluid is a semen that is secreted when somebody is aroused, when he sexually aroused, it is a secretion which is whitish, which is gummy or sticky, but light. It is whitish, it is sticky or gummy, but of course it is light. And uh, when it comes out from one, you don't normally feel it. You just see it either on your body or on your clothes when it comes out. Uh, it doesn't gush out like the sperm. You know, the sperm gushes out, right? And uh, when the sperm gushes out, you also derive pleasure when it comes out, right? And then after it also comes out, you also have uh, body weakness, generally. Is that so? But with regards to the mazi it is a semen that is secreted when somebody is sexually aroused. Either because you are having a romantic thought. You are having a sensual thought or a romantic play with the opposite sex. Do you understand that? That is what they call al maziyu It comes out in del-in'az. In'az is when the man's private part becomes erect. Are you understanding me? Either out of sensual talk or sensual plays with the opposite sex. Are you understanding me? When you have romantic play with somebody with the opposite sex, then that whitish semen that is secreted, are you understanding me? Before, it normally precedes uh, the manik. It is not money, it is not thick. Are you understanding me? It is not thick. It is light. Sticky. You don't even feel it when it comes out. But you only see it on your clothes or on your body when it comes out. You don't feel any numbness or weakness when it comes out. We have all known the semen. I say we have all known it? No. No. So that is what the Bab is going to talk about. Wagayure and others aside the maziu. Normally this secretion is not only for the males, it is also for the females. In fact, the Fokaha, they say this semen of maziu is more profuse in the women than it is in the men. Women normally have it more than the men. Is it understood? Yes. So it comes out when you are sexually aroused. When you are sexually aroused, that is when this uh, semen is secreted. So, what is the uh, the semen? Is it najis? Is it impure or pure? Are you understanding me? What is the juristic position of uh, the semen that is secreted? That is what the scholar is uh, going to discuss with the Ahadith of the Bab. So, the first hadith he says, An Ali ibn Abi Talib, radiallahu anhu, This hadith was reported on the authority of Ali ibn Abi Talib. May Allah ta'ala be pleased with him. He said, Kuntu Rajulan madda'an. Sayyidina Ali says, I am a man who has profuse prostatic fluid. He has profuse, it profusely comes out from him. It's understood? It's understood? Kuntu Rajulan Madda'an. I am a man with profuse prostatic fluid. It comes out from me often. So it means that sometimes, in spite of the fact that this fluid is secreted because of sexual arousal, it could also be, sec- uh, be secreted because of a kind of sickness in man. It's understood. It could be a sickness, just like we also so, said in our last sitting that sometimes even the spam, are you understanding me? Could be secreted out of what? Sickness. Are you understanding me? It can just come out not because you are you have any uh, sexual in- encounter. Are you understanding me? It can come out because you are sick. It's understood. And we have told ourselves the position of that, the money when it comes out because of sickness. Right? it is different from when it comes out when you have sexual encounter so Sayyidina ibn Abi Talib says that he's a man who has prostatic fluid an asala Rasul and I was shy to ask the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu with regards to the ruling on this fluid that comes out from me if it comes out from me what do, what do I do do I need to take the ritual bath? Do I need to do any form of purification when it comes out from me? This is what I wanted to ask the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu but I was shy to ask him. Lima kan ibnatihi because of this position of his daughter with me because I am married to his daughter Fatima Radiallahu anha. So since I am married to Fatima the daughter of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this has to do with uh, something romantic. Are you understanding me? So I was shy to go and face the Prophet to ask him. فَأَمَرْتُ Ibn al Aswad. So I ordered. al إِبْنَ الْأَسْوَدِ فَسَأَلَهُ And he asked the Prophet sallallahu on my behalf. I told him, go and ask the Prophet, if somebody has this fluid coming up from him, what does he do? فسأله, and he asked the Prophet Muhammad Faqal And then the Prophet said, He should wash his manhood. He should wash his manhood. Is understood? He should wash his private part, and he should perform ablution. He should wash his private part and he should also renew his ablution. If you are on ablution and this fluid comes out from you, then you should go and wash your private part and then renew the ablution. Is understood? lil Bukhari. And in the narration of Imam al Bukhari, he says, Iqsil zakarak, wash your private part, watawadda, and perform ablution. Now, in the first narration, Yaksilu zakarahu, it is in the third person. Are you understanding me? And this one, Iqsil zakarak, is in the second person. So, scholars say th- that it means that when al Migjad. When to ask the Prophet Muhammad He either told the Prophet That somebody told me To ask you Are you understanding me? So if he says Somebody told me to ask you It will mean the Prophet will say Tell that person right, To wash his private part And then to renew his ablution Is yes, understood? And if it means that Al-Migdad asked the Prophet As if it were him That it happens to Go then you will tell him, wash your private part and do what? And renew your ablution. That is one explanation. Some scholars say, you know, that Al Migdad ibn al Aswad, after asking the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and the Prophet tells him that go and tell that person that he should wash his private part and he should renew his ablution. Then Al Migdad went to tell Ali ibn Abi Talib. And after Ali had heard from Al-Migdar, he himself, he removed the shyness, and then he confronted the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, and asked him, so that he affirms the answer, which Al-Migdar gave him. Is understood? So he went to ask the Prophet, I am a man who has this fluid come up from me, what, is, what do I do? Then the Prophet said, Iqsil zakarak. Wash your private part, and renew your ablution. Is understood? When a Muslim, in the narration of Imam and Muslim, it says, Perform ablution farjak And sprinkle water on your private part. Tawadda. Perform ablution. da dafarjak and wash your private part. That is what it means, right? If I say sprinkle water on your private part, it means what? Wash your private part. It's yes, understood? Is there a problem with this narration? Is there a problem with it? We will all say there is a problem, Ko. Is there any problem with it? He said, da, perform ablution, da karjak, and then wash your private part. Is there a problem with it? There is a taqlib. Uh, it is supposed to be in the farjak watawadda. Right? That's taqlib. So that it, it, uh, it coincides or corresponds or tallies with uh, the first uh, narrations. It's understood? Now scholars say that it, there is taqlib the in the hadith. It should be in the farjak watawadda. That is one. Or that that wa لا at الترتيب. Al wa'u arfalat wa does not connote sequential arrangement. In nahu, are you understanding me? If you say Ja'a Ahmad wa Muhammad wa Farid, it does not mean the way you arrange them. There is a sequential arrangement in their coming. It does not mean Ahmad came before Muhammad and before Farid. He's just telling you that all of these people came. So why lie after Is It's understood. It does not connote sequential arrangement in the allogoviyin. It's understood. So they say, even if he says it does not mean that it does not mean that what the prophet is saying is he should first start with uh, ablution before washing of the private uh, path. It's understood. Now Ibn Hazm Andalusi he says the hadith is like that it is okay I understand him there's no problem with it that the perform ablution one the faraj and wash your private part he says it is a uh, okay that you can first perform ablution then you wash the private part. <laughs> That's problem <all them> go <laughs> What's the problem? The ablution is vitiated. Right? That is with regards to those who say touching the private part vitiates ablution. Is that not so? There are those who say touching the private part does not at all vitiate ablution. We said it in our last sitting. People like Imam Abu Hanifa who have the opinion that it does not vitiate ablution because of the abuse of who? Aisha Kumar? Because of the hadith of who? We say the hadith of Talq ibn Ali. Talq ibn Ali. Who? The hadith of Talq ibn Ali that says that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was asked with regards to touching the private part after performing ablution. And the Prophet said, innama huwabud bir'atun mink. It is just an organ among the organs of the body. So when you touch the private part, it is just the same as touching the hand. When you touch the hand, is your hablution vacated? It is not. So the Prophet said, touching the private part is just like touching any other part of the organs of of your body. Is understood? In the Hadith of who? Talk Ibn Ali. And I told you here that Imam Muhammad Ibn Ali al-Madini, who is the teacher of uh, Imam Muhammad ibn Ismail al-Bukhari says the hadith of Talq ibn Ali is more authentic than the hadith of who? Than the hadith of who? Subhanallah. Busra bin Safwan. The hadith of Busra bin Safwan, Because the hadith of Busra bin Safwan tells us that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says anybody who touches his private part after performing ablution, should renew its ablution. Are you understanding me? And ima- Imam an Khari says this hadith of Busrabin bin Tasofwan is the most authentic uh, hadith with regards to touching the private part after ablution. It's understood? Do you understand that? Do you understand what I'm saying? That Imam An-Abuqari, Khari, is a student of Ibn Madini, says the hadith of Busra bin Safwan is the most authentic hadith in this regard. While Ibn Madini says the hadith of Talq ibn Ali is the most authentic in this regard. He says the hadith of Talq ibn Ali is more authentic than the hadith of Busra bin Safwan. Are you understanding me? And in our last sitting we tried to marry both Ahadiths together. Are you understanding me? Because al-jam'u are you understanding me? Joining the two, if they can be joined. Marrying them together, if they can be married, is better than holding on to one and throwing away one. Are you understanding me? If both are authentic from the Prophet Muhammad, may Allah ta'ala be with us. Now, we go back to the Hadith. Now, Ali ibn Abi Talib tells us, that he is somebody who has profuse prostatic fluid. It comes out from him profusely. First and he was shy to ask the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Lima can ibnatihi because of the position of his daughter, because he is marrying the daughter of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then he said for al Migdad, so he asked Al Migdad Ibn al Aswad. The reason why Sayyidina Ali Ibn Abi Talib in this narration ordered Al Migdad Ibn al Aswad to ask the Prophet وسلم, is because the companions of the Prophet they used to do what we call Al Munawaba. We know Al Munawaba? We have discussed Munawaba in this class. That companions of the Prophet they made arrangements. Two people we make an arrangement that it is not supposed of us to be away from the Prophet Sallallahu. because we know what we will lose when we are away from the Prophet. Is that not so? But of course it is also not possible for us to be with the Prophet, two, four, seven. It's not possible. We have to go and attend to our basic needs. Is that not so? So he will arrange, today I will be with the Prophet, you go for your basic needs. Are you understanding me? Tomorrow, you will be with the Prophet, I will go for my basic needs. It's yes, understood? So when I go to the market, or I go to the farm to attend to my basic needs, he will be with the Prophet ﷺ. It's yes, understood? So that by the time I come back from the market, I go and meet him at home. And say, what are those things that happened with the Prophet sallallahu So you, you tell me, these are the things that happened. Are you understanding me? And that is why sometimes we have said, that is what we call mursal, al-mursal. What is al-mursal? Minahu sahabin yun the hadith that is called Al-Mursal is the hadith where in the chain of narration there is no companion. Then we say that it's Mursal al-Sahabi. Are you understanding me? When a companion narrates direct from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa why he was not present when that thing happened? Or when the Prophet said it? Are you understanding me? So because of the fact that they do Munawaba, so when he comes to tell me that this is what happened during the time he was with the prophet so when i want to narrate it i don't necessarily need to say that it is so so person it is migdad ibn aswad that told me so i will narrate it as if i were i was seated there is understood but later somebody comes and says this event happened while you were not there is understood do you get it are you following me Imam Abu Bukhari narrates a hadith. Muslim also narrates it. From Abu Hurairah, Abdurrahman ibn al-Saf, The hadith of, I don't always want to be diverting, so that we go straight. But sometimes there are these things we need them. Are you understanding me? There is what they call Mursal al-Sahabi. For students of knowledge. You know, if they say Al-Irsal, it is for a tabi'i, you know, the tabi'i students of the companion, to narrate straight from the Prophet. Are you understanding me? You know that the tabi'i did not meet the Prophet. So when he narrates from the Prophet, then there is a problem. Because he did not meet the Prophet. So he cannot say the Prophet said. He needs to, he needs to tell us who said the Prophet said. Who is the companion. Is understood? That is what we know as Mursal. We are a tabi'i Somebody who never met the prophet says the prophet said. Are you understanding me? So we need to know where did he hear it. It's understood? But then we said there is what is called Mursal-Sahabi. We are a companion we say the prophet said. While he did not hear from the prophet. Are you understanding me? He heard from a fellow companion. companion. Are you understanding me? He heard from a fellow companion. but instead of him to say that so so companion told me, he will just narrate straight from the Prophet. Alayhi wa are you understanding me? So this Mursal or this Irsal has no problem. Because in our al Qaeda all the companions of the Prophet are what? Righteous. So if they narrate from the Prophet, even if they were not there, are you understanding me? The hadith is what? Okay. It doesn't have a problem. As long as we know that it is, the pro- it is a companion that was a eating. <coughs> Do we get that? Do we get that? <coughs> now, Abu Huraira narrates a hadith. And he says, Sallabina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ihda That the Prophet prayed for us one of the two pray- one of the noon prayers, afternoon prayers. Either Zor or Asr. Either al Ashi. One of the two. Either Zur or Asr. And then, when he prayed two rak'at, he sat, he did the tashahud, and he said the salam. Is understood? And after he said the salam, he got up and he went to one tree that was across the mosque, and he stayed there. And he crossed his hands. Ka'annahu got banned. As if you were angry. For karajatul Those who are always hasty, you know there are people who the moment salam alaikum salam alaikum they, they have left. Are you Bakabani? Don't you have them even in this mosque? The moment the the, the Imam says salam, salaam, they are out. So he said, those people have gone out from the mosque. Are you understanding me? Wafel Kaum Abu Bakr wa and among the people, that is Abu Bakr and Umar, فَهَابَا أَن يُكَلِّمَاهُ But they were afraid to ask, to talk to the Prophet. To do Zur Or ask Turakat rakat. أَن So nobody asked the Prophet. ka'annahu قَدْبَانُ He starts. وَفِي الْرَجُلُ وَفِي الْقَوْمُ رَجُلُ فِي يَدَيْهُ يُقَالُ لَهُ zul so, Zulia Deng is there. He has very long hands. I have told you what is long hands. Long hands either because it is physically long or because it is long. Huh? He said. His hand reaches everywhere. He is in Mina. You are in Lagos, but you feel his hands. Are you understanding me? He is in Mina, but you are in UK, but you feel his hands. How do you feel it? You hear a lot. Have you not had his hand? Huh? And then you look. They say he has thrown a million dollars into your account. That's a very long hand. Are you understanding? That is to say he's very generous. He gives. Are you understanding me? That is what they mean by Zulia Dei, That he gives. He gives here, he gives here. Do you understand that? So it is either because he is generous or because he is physically he physically has long hands. You know the Arabs are like the houses. The house has called people with their defects. Oh, you don't know. You say Ali Makahu. Because he's Makahu. He's blind. So they will call him Makahu. Or they will call him Jogu. Koma, Koma, Koma. So they call him with the defect that Allah Ta'ala has given him. you me? And that is how the Arabs also are. You hear somebody, Al-Araj. Don't you hear Al-Araj? In the school of Hadith, in the standard of Bukhari, you always hear Al Araj. Go back about that. When you say somebody is Araj, you know who he is. So that is how the Arabs are. You, are, you hear Abdullah ibn Umi? Maktoum. Why is he called Maktoum? Because he is, he is blind. So they call people by their defects. So he has long hands, so they call him Zuliadain. The man with uh, two hands. <laughs> uh, now. Nah. So, he now to the Prophet, Ya Rasulullah, Aku sirati s-salah, Am nasita. He said, Aku sirati s-salah, Am nasita. Has the prayer been shortened? Or have you forgotten? And the Prophet said, Lam tuksar, Walam answer. He said, Lam tuksar. The prayer has not been shortened. Walam answer, and I did not forget. <laughs> Are you understanding me? And Zuliadin said, No, one of the two has happened. He said, Ya Rasulallah, one of the two <laughs> has happened. It is either that the prayer has been shortened or that you have forgotten. It's understood. So the Prophet looked at the companions. He said, Akama ya kulu zuliadain. Akama ya is this king Zulieden? You say, is it like that? They say, yes. That is how it is. So he now got up. He came back to where he was. He completed the two rakats. Are you understanding me? He brought the two rakats. Then he did the salam. Then he did the what? The what? Sudood al sahwi Now, Abu Hurairah. Narrated this hadith and he says, Sallabina Rasulullah. He says, Sallabina Rasulullah. The Prophet prayed with us. Bina. It's as if he is also there. The Al Muhaddithun, they said, This hadith happened before Abu Hurairah accepted Islam. So, ordinarily, he cannot say, Sallabina. Are you understanding me? Do you understand that? But Abu Hurairah did irsal. He was told. Are you understanding me? So instead of him to say, the Prophet, Arada so, and kula, Salla Rasulullah sallam, bil muslimin. Salla bil muslimin. So bina anna'hina ya'udu ila al muslimin. Salla bil muslimin. And he's also among the Muslims. So he says, Salla bina Rasulullah. Now if you... I'm not a student of Hadith. Are you understanding me? You will not know the Illa that is hidden in that Hadith, in that Sanat. Are you understanding me? You will not know that that is al-irsal. The Hadith looks like muttasil. It looks back. It looks muttasil, as if it is a connected uninterrupted chain of narration because a companion said the Prophet did this. There is connection between a companion and a the prophet. So it looks like there's no defect. But now somebody comes and tells you that, well, this companion who said the prophet did it with them had not accepted Islam when that happened. Is that not a defect? Is that not a defect? But of course it is not a defect because it is a companion who is what? Narrating. So if a companion narrates a yellow me, he gives you a narration. Of what happened to the Prophet Muhammad or to the companions, are you understanding me? While he was a non Muslim, but he narrated it when he had become a Muslim, then there is no what? There is no problem, there is no defect. Are you understanding me? It happened when he was a, a non Muslim, but he narrated it after he, be, he had become a Muslim. There is no problem. Do we get that? Do we get that? Saeed ibn Jubayr. You know Saeed ibn Jubayr? Forget it. Okay, so what we are trying to say in this regard is that the companions used to do what we call al-munawabah. Are you understanding me? So Ali ibn Abi Talib does munawabah with al-Mujdad ibn al-Azwar. If you know the Quran, say ما كان المؤمنون ليانفروا كافة فلو لا نفر من كل فرقة منهم طائفة ليتبقاه في الدين ولينظر قومهم إذا رجعوا إليهم لعلهم. So it does not behove the believers. مَا كَانَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ لِيَنْفِرُوا It does not behove the believers to leave the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu all of them to depart from the Prophet. It doesn't behove it is not good for the believers as a hold. Are you understanding me? To leave Medina, go for jihad and leave the Prophet alone in Al Medina. It does not befit the believers. It's understood? Though they it is composed that some of them should remain with the Prophet to learn about their religion. Are you understanding me? So that those who went to war, when they come back, they will get what? This knowledge from those who did not go. It's understood? So it is the same thing that the companions understood, that they don't have to leave the Prophet wasallam. But at the same time, they have to attend to their basic needs. That is what they uh, they form what we call al-monawaba. For example, today we are having this class. Somebody might not want to miss the class. But of course, he has an examination tomorrow. And he has some other things to do. Then he says, brother, please be judging everything that has been done in this class. Are you understanding me? When you come back to the hostel, I will come and meet you. So that you tell me all those things that I... And you too, you say, okay, whenever I'm also not around, are you understanding me? You do the same. This is what we call al-munawaba. So this is what Ali ibn Abi Talib does with her, Al-Migdad ibn al-Aswad. So Ali, Al-Migdad asked the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the Prophet said, "Yafsiru zakarahu. He should wash his private path وَيَتَوَضَّ And he should also perform ablution. Now, some of the things that we learn from the hadith is number one, first Alu Ahlad Dikri in kuntum la So if you do not know, always ask. If you do not know, always ask. It is very important. Now don't allow shyness or bashfulness or modesty to serve as impediments to learning. Are you understanding me? There shouldn't be hurdles to knowledge. It's understood. You don't say, I'm shy to go and ask you know, the teacher. I don't want him to feel that I don't know this thing. Are you understanding me? You don't do that. Or you don't say, I this thing has to do, it is romantic. I don't want Marlon to come and think, maybe I... Are you understanding me? Or this thing has to do with wet dreams. Are you understanding me? I don't I'm shy so that they don't say, Ah this Ma Kulunkachi. <laughs> are you understanding me? You don't want Marlon to feel that so you cannot ask. <laughs> are you understanding me? So you should not allow get me. Excuse me please. You should not allow shyness to stop you from what? Asking. Always ask. Now if you are shy of me. And you cannot ask me. Or you are shy of him. You cannot ask him. What do you do? Do what Ali has just done. Right? Ask. Tell somebody who is a friend. You are you, you, you're confident. You tell him. Dalla. Can be Ask mala for me. Right? So it shows it is permissible for you to send somebody. Al-Wakil. Right? To ask on your behalf. Are you understanding me? You should. Somebody can ask on your behalf. So don't allow shyness. To stop you from asking, you can remember the hadith of Umm sulaym You know Umm sulaym the mother of her, Anas ibn Malik, the mother of her, Anas ibn Malik. She went to the Prophet sallam, and she said, <coughs> "Ya Rasul Allah, Inna Allah la yastahi min al-haq, fahal al-mar'a min guslin if he ihtalamet." He said, Inna Allah Alayhi Sahih min al-Haq. Allah Ta'ala is not shy of the truth. Are you understanding me? Inna Allah Alayhi Sahih an yadri wa matthalam ma ba'uda. So Allah Ta'ala is not shy of the truth. So, hal al-mar'a, Because she is going to the Prophet. Salawatullah Taslimatu Ali. Are you understanding me? And uh, she wants to ask something that happens to her. She used to have romantic dreams. Wet dreams. And these are men with the Prophet. Are you understanding me? So when she went, so that people do not say she's not bashful. So she started with Innahalla min al haq. Allah is not shy of the truth. Should a woman take the ritual bath if she has a wet drink, then she threw a question. After saying Allah is not shy of her, the truth, then she said, Ya Rasulullah, how ala al should a woman take the ritual bath when she has a wet dream? Right? And the Prophet said, Na'am is a ra'atil Then the Prophet said, Na'am is a ra'atil Yes, if she sees spam. If she sees, sperm. So when you have a wet dream, and you get up and you find yourself wet, then the Prophet said you should take the ritual bath. Now Umm Sulaim, who was asking this question, Umm Salama, one of the wives of the Prophet, was seated. And she said, min This is the wife of the Prophet, she doesn't even know that a woman that women used to have wet dreams. and she said, does that happen? Do women see wetness when they have wet dreams? Then the prophet said, shaba. If they do not, if they do not see water, then how does the child resemble the woman? Are you not me? It is because she secretes, and the man also secretes, And that is why sometimes the child looks completely like the mother, and sometimes when the water of the woman overpowers that of the man, are you understanding me? Then your child comes out and resembles the woman. Are you understanding me? And when the water of the man overpowers that of the woman, then the child comes out and resembles who? The man. So this hadith is completely Muslim. The hadith teaches us chromosomes and uh, genetic sciences. It talks about geneticism. Are you understanding me? Genetic sciences? How does the child resemble one of the parents? And you talk about the XY chromosomes and which of the one comes first. Are you understanding me? These. Are things that the Prophet has taught the companions. It's understood. Now here it is Ummul Sulaim that went to ask the Prophet. She is not shy. It's understood. That is why say that Aisha. That is why say that Aisha said, "Ni'amat nisa." Nisa ansar He said, blessed are the women, the women of Ansar. Shyness or bashfulness does not stop them from seeking to understand their religion. They are not shy of asking. Are you understanding me? And that is why one of the Ansar women, while the Prophet was seated, Khalid ibn Walid was very close to the Prophet. And the woman came to the Prophet and said, Ya Rasulallah. I married Ibn Khurazi. And after marrying him, al he he divorced me three times, three divorces. Are you understanding me? So I finished my iddah and I went to marry Ibn Zubayr. But Indahu Misl Hudbat al-Saud. In Dahu al but uh, Ibn Zubayr has, his, his manhood is just like the tail of the cloth. Look at The tail of the cloth. <laughs> what does he mean? What does she mean? Khalid ibn Walid is seated. Men are seated. Are you not sending me? <laughs> and she said, Ibn Zubayr has, like the tail of the cloth. And the Prophet smiled. And the Prophet said, you want to go back to Ibn Qurazi? <laughs> that is where she was heading for. And the Prophet understood it. That is to say, Al-Qurazi was more sexually virile than Ibn Zubayr. Are you understanding me? So he said, You want to go back to Al-Qurazi? Wallahi, <laughs> حتى يذوق من أسيلتك ما al الأول. I understand me. Until he tastes from your honey what your first husband tasted, do you understand that? That is to say, until he has sexual affair with you, just like your first husband had it. So it is not only that a woman, after being divorced three times, goes and remarries. I understand me. Without consummation, then divorces and then goes back to the first wife. It is no. Until the marriage is done and it is what? consummated. So we get it from the questions of her, the answer women, and several other examples. You know Khalid Ibn Walid was there. He said, Kai, <laughs> this kind of question this woman is posing before the Prophet ﷺ. Are you understanding? me? So they do not allow shyness to stop them from asking with regards to their deen or seeking to understand their deem. Now a woman now will come. Are you understanding me? She says she is shy. But she can be somewhere there and she will be talking all sorts of vulgar. But when it comes to religious affair. That is when she becomes shy. You don't do that. Are you understanding me? You don't do that. Don't allow shyness to stop you from seeking to understand their religion. May Allah be with us. Now here, this also tells you that said Ali ibn Abi Talib is shy to ask the Prophet because of what? Because of Fatima. That is to say the Prophet is his father-in-law. So how shy are you of your father-in-laws? So it means you should be very respectful to your father-in-laws. When you come to court, You see how husbands throw abusive languages on their in-laws. So, when you say who are you talking to? Her parents. You are indirectly talking to the parents. So you should mind your language. Know how to respect your in-laws. This is what Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib is telling us. Are you understanding me? It is not because of anything that is bashful and shy of the Prophet, but because of her Fatima. Are you understanding me? So, take this from, the pro- from Ali ibn Abi Talib. You too, when you are married, most of you are not married. So, when you marry, you shall understand that the parents of your wives are also your parents. You must respect them. Now the Prophet says Yaqsidul zakarahu he should wash his private part, then they say this means that maziyu, that is the prostatic fluid, when it comes out from you, it invalidates ablution. When mazi comes out from you, it invalidates ablution. So when it comes out, you have to wash the organ. You see, the Prophet did not say wash the places are the areas which the fluid touched. Or is afflicted by the fluid. But rather you say you should wash the whole of the organ. So it follows. That it is not only areas that are afflicted with the fluid. That are washed. But also the whole of the organ. Of the human. Of the manhood. Should be washed. Not only that. Even the scotum sac. Is that what you call it? Huh? The only this, that, that sack that is immediately after the manhood. I understand. understanding me? What do you call it? The scotum? The scrotum sack? So, you should also wash it as a whole when it comes out from you. Is understood? So, it follows that the mazhiu does not necessitate the ritual bath. It is not like a manik. It is money that necessitates the ritual bath. Demaziu does not necessitate the ritual bath. All you need to do is to do what? No. To wash the organ. You wash the organ alone. You don't take the ritual bath because it has come out. It's yes, understood? Again, it also follows that Demaziu is unlike baul. It is unlike urine. Majority of the scholars say that you cannot do istijmar. You notice it's shidmar, using the stone to purify yourself. They say you cannot use the stone to purify yourself from the fluid. Rather, the prophet said, zakarahu. You should what? Wash the organ. Are you understanding me? But Imam al-Nawawi, in one of his sayings, says that if there is no water, you can use uh, the stone to purify yourself from the prostatic fluid. Is It's understood? Now it also shows that the prostatic fluid, unlike the money, is impure. The prostatic fluid is what? Impure. Unlike the money. When I say unlike the money, it shows that what? The money is what? Is pure. It shows that the money is pure. But the prostatic fluid, the Mazzi, is what? Is impure. Do we follow? Do we follow? We will come and discuss greatly. And the arguments of scholars with regards to the money, the spam, whether it is pure or impure. But the most authentic argument of scholars is that spam is what? Pure. Is that spam is what? Pure. The fact that you take the ritual bath when it comes out does not mean it is what? Impure. And the fact that it invalidates ablution also does not mean it is what? Impure. It's yes, understood? We will discuss that at length. But the Maziu is what? Impure. According to the Ijma of scholars. Are you with me? Are you following me? <laughs> May Allah Taala be with us. Now it is because of the fact that, please, when time is, is time against me? There's still time? Ten minutes? Now. Now, it is this hadith. Okay, 10 minutes more. Okay. So, it is this hadith that scholars use to say that. Let me ask a question. What is the position of oral sex in Islam? What is the position of oral sex in Islam? Oral sex. We know what is oral sex. We all know what is oral sex. Do we know? We know what is oral sex. Using the mouth to derive sexual pleasure. Using the mouth to derive sexual pleasure. Are you understanding me? For a woman, are you understanding me? to derive pleasure with her mouth, playing with the organ of her husband? Or for the man, to derive pleasure with his mouth, playing with the organ of his wife? Do you understand that? Yeah, I mean, What is the position of Islam in that? Hmm? If you say, if you say, you give hujjah. Whatever you say, you give hujjah.
1: <laughs>
0: Under <laughs> the tafsir of of
1: Nisa'ukum
0: uh, harsul lakum.
1: Mm. there's no that there's no oral sex how did you know that
0: it was the westerners that introduced it that brought it it's part of their own culture, it's part of their own culture. Mm. So, so it is the westerners that brought oral sex um, it's not part of the culture of uh, Islam of the Arabs so Arabs ok, what of Islam? Islam is not allowed to the mouth used to say zikr and read Quran you cannot use it so to derive pleasure with your wife and you say nisa ukum harasan lakum of Umar. The Yes. They are
1: not Umar so I have not understood. <laughs> 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 yeah was like,
0: Then the pro- I, I this one is saying that you can approach your wife from the front or from the back as far as it is from the organ are you understanding me not from the anus from the dubra are you understanding me because maloona man ata imra'atahu min duburiha maloon he is maloon he is cough. anyone who approaches his wife from the anus is understood so that is, but that is not talking about the, the the point we are discussing. This is talking about either approaching from the back or from the front as long as it is from Are <laughs> you understanding me? What of the oral sex? What will we say? Students of knowledge? Yeah. <laughs> Alaikum salaam <laughs> Was? Yeah. <laughs> now. No. Io he doesn't mm. Ah uh, shit! we shit used to come out from here? <laughs> Where does shit come out? No, I'm coming. Where does shit come out? No, does stool come out from the front or from the back? Very disgusting. To use your mouth. Now, I mean, what would you say?
1: No, excuse me, please. No, that's serious.
0: Mm. Mm. Okay. yeah Thank you so much.
1: Yeah.
0: The from the tafsir of surah.
1: n'am no. Hmm. Hmm.
0: It's part of the moqab sex. Moqab It's part of the things that you you put forward first. You just don't go into your, your wife like uh, animals. Are you understanding me? There are four plays. Uh, four plays does not necessarily mean oral sex. Four please there are other areas, sensitive areas that you touch. Are you understanding me? That you play before, just not necessarily put in the oral sex. But oral sex could be Included, right?
1: Yeah.
0: It is permitted, but it is what? Discouraged. Now.
1: Mm.
0: Why is this? Why? What is the proof that it is strange in Islamic culture? And if the dean is silent about it, then half one luck, land isyan. Alas, If the dean is, then... is silent about it, then it means what? It is permissible. Yes, scholar. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'll ask fihi al ibaha until there is an evidence to show that it is a haram. If there is no evidence to show that it is haram, it becomes what? Permissible. Right? Thank you. This is another, this is another um, argument. Any other argument?
1: Uh,
0: no, not from me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you heard hear
0: the final say. The final say, it is, it is haram, it is makro, it is mubah. <laughs> From all of you here. Are you understanding me? From all of you here, there are scholars, who, those who say it is haram, it is disgusting, it is this. Are you understanding me? There are those who say it is allowed, better, discouraged, reprehensible. There are those who say it is generally allowed. Are you understanding me? And all these arguments that you have said are arguments that have been postulated by scholars. Are you understanding me? But generally, are you understanding me? Generally, the aqallu ma'na fihi is, it is makroo. al akal. al But to say it is haram, scholars say we do not have evidence with regards to it. Yes, Muhammad Nasir al-Albani, when he was asked, he says, it is only dogs that practice it it say it is only dogs that practice oral sex that it is not known are you understanding me but of course scholars say no the fact that it is not known is not a hujja to say it is what it is haram this is because the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam says inna min ashadd an-nas manzilatan 'inda allahi yawm al-qiyamah rajulun yudhi ila imra'atihi fatudhi ilayhi thumma yanshar Are you understanding me? So one of the things that the prophet discourages is discussing marital intimacies. So the reason why, are you understanding me? The reason why we don't see it discussed is because the prophet discourages marital intimacies. You don't come out and discuss these are the things you do with your wife. Are you understanding me? So because Islam does not want you to come and discuss things that you do with your house inside the cover of uh, your bed, are you understanding me? It doesn't want it? That is why we don't find it any hadith talking about it. But generally, like the scholars say, are you understanding me? Al-aslu fihi al-ibah. Al-aslu fihi al-ibah. Until there is an evidence to show that it is what? Haram. And that is why Ibn Jabrin says, Aqal the worst we can say, the least we can say, is to say that it is a makru. Why do we say it is makruh? Because of this hadith that we are reading. Are you understanding me? Why did we say because of this hadith? Because maziu is what? It's najis. Mazid, this prophetic fluid is what? Najis. And we say it comes out from the women more than it comes from the men. And since the mazi is najis islam prohibits that we consume najis islam prohibits that we do what we consume najis so if through the oral sex are you understanding me there is the possibility of us taking into our organs the maziu that is the mazi are you understanding me? Which Islam prohibits because Al aslu the scholars say all things that are impurities are what? Haram for consumption. Are you understanding me? So all khabitha, all things that are impure are haram for consumption. Are you understanding me? So if oral sex cannot be practiced except that you consume what is haram are you not sending me? then it becomes what? are you not sending me? but of course because of the in halal wal haram of Islam of Akaddawi, he says if we do not have explicitly either in the Quran or in the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad explicitly something saying it is haram we cannot say it is what? haram Al-haram is what Allah Taala has prohibited and what the Prophet Sallam has prohibited. So if we do not have anything explicit from them, then you cannot say that in is what haram. So since we do not have any explicit text that is direct and explicit and authentic that says oral sex is what haram, then we cannot say it is haram. But of course, al-lakal we can say it is what makruh, reprehensible. And if we say makruh, it is reprehensible, it means it is what? Permitted, but it is better avoided. Are you, are you understanding me? So it's in that regard, that if you go to Al-Kurtobi, the al are you understanding me? He is of opinion that it is what? Permissible. And he brings the argument uh, of Al-Azbag, Al-Azbag, one of the scholars of uh, the Malikis, who says... The oral sex is what permissible, and that is what is also the argument of Al-Mardawi, Imam Al-Mardawi in his book Al-Inṣaf fi Fiqh al-Shafi'i. He is a scholar of uh, the Shafi'i. Written, he wrote Al-Inṣaf. Al-Inṣaf is in about thirteen volumes, thirteen voluminous works of uh, Imam Al-Mardawi. So he brings arguments to show that uh, the oral sex is what permissible. I understand them because they do not have any evidence to show that it is what. Prohibited. Is understood? Is understood? And that is why uh, when Muhammad Al Bani was asked and he says it is the dogs that, do, that that do it, they say that is his opinion. He doesn't have any any evidence to back it. And he says it has not been reported by, by scholars. He said, No, the fact that it has not been reported, are you understanding me? Does not mean if something is mute, the, the, the Prophet said that if the Deen is mute about something, it is not because Allah Taala has forgotten, but it is because afwan lakum. Are you? Do we do we follow it? So that this hadith is used for arguments to say it is reprehensible. It is what? Reprehensible in the least. We are discussing this in spite of the fact that most of you here are not married. Are you understanding me? But of course, you are going to be married. Inshallah, very soon. <laughs> very very soon. Inshallah. So when you become married, one of the things that you do are these marital intimacies. Are you understanding me? So sometimes students of knowledge become confused. Are you understanding me? And you find people asking questions with regards to whether they can practice oral sex or they cannot uh, practice it. So the arguments of scholars are three. Those who say it is haram, those who say it is makru, and those who say it is uh, permissible. Are you understanding me? The most authentic is we, we don't have any evidence to say that it is what? Haram. There is no evidence to say it is haram. Which is authentic and explicit. Are you, are you understanding me? But the evidences we can have is to say it is either permissible because there is no evidence to show it is haram or to say that it is makruh because of this hadith that is in front of us. Because it might lead to taking of uh, the masjid. Is understood? May Allah Ta'ala be with us. Um... They say time is up. Um, fiqh is very beautiful. Fiqh is very beautiful. Because it exposes fi- this one says, this one says, there are just <laughs> <coughs> You said you should watch the manhood. What about
1: a free place on the road? Do you we need to watch?